0: Start planning your getaway at visitusvi.com. That's visitusvi.com. USBI naturally
1: in rhythm.
0: Way up with Angela Yee, and yeah. we have a really special guest in the building. I wasn't sure who he was at first, so I had to ask him his name. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. LL Cool J is here. What's up? What's up? We just had a conversation about if he's ever had to introduce himself like yeah. someone doesn't know, and he swears it has. No that's,
6: one ever recognizes me. That's ever. a
0: lie. <laughs> ever.
6: Never. I'm never recognized everywhere I go. Nobody but, knows me.
0: But congratulations on yeah. everything. I mean, it's amazing. I can remember like first hearing LL Cool J myself you know coming up and you were only probably like 16 years old a skinny kid dancing yeah. in front of a radio <laughs> yeah
6: <laughs> it's absolute facts you know i'm very grateful you know what i mean like having fun with it you know what mm-hmm. i'm saying like that's what it's about right like you you dream it then make it happen and dream some more and then make that happen you
0: i know, know I mean? who would have thought that this much later like you're about to be back on tour this mm-hmm. has been 30 years since you've done arena tours yes right who could have ever thought that it would like this, I remember you said you had to explain what hip hop was. Oh, yeah, when you definitely. first
6: started performing 100%. Like, I was in Maine, I did a concert in Maine, and um, you know, they had never seen it before at all. You know, what I'm saying so they didn't know. Like, I was explaining to them what the DJ was doing, my DJ created <laughs> with the records going back and forth, telling them I'm rapping, this is a beat. I had to take them to do a complete tutorial, you know, what I'm saying so. Mm-hmm. And a lot of places I went, it was that kind of a vibe. We were like breaking new ground, there were no managers there was no market you know it was just like kind of a new world
0: yeah because new york was big on it first so it probably was different moving around different places because i feel like in new york we did have like i remember having to get a cassette tape out and tape when certain shows would come on because you didn't know when you would hear hip-hop again. It was only like a oh, yeah. segment.
6: Oh, yeah. It was um, it only played on the weekends at the time you're yeah. talking about. It would only play on the weekends for like a couple <laughs> of hours, maybe on Saturday night, maybe a Friday and Saturday, but definitely Saturday. And, um, you know, it kind of evolved from there and you get a little more play, a little more play, a little more play, and then it eventually went to the mainstream, you know what I'm saying? But uh, ultimately, it was... Uh, initially, it was definitely like underground, but even before that, mm-hmm. like it was... Uh, it was just tapes. It right. was just underground. It in was just, that's it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying?
0: You remember the first time hearing yourself on the radio?
6: Oh, yeah, yeah. DJ Red Alert played it. He was wow. like when he had first started. And um, it, it was he was new to the, not in DJing, but new to the radio, newer to the radio. Um, this was after Mr. Magic. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, he played it. And I just was standing up like up on Farmers Boulevard in Queens, New York. You know what I'm saying? And, um, and in front of a game room. You know what I'm saying? And, um I heard the record on the radio and it was just like I felt like I hit the lotto, graduated, <laughs> um, you know, everything happened at once. It was the most amazing feeling in the world, you know, what I'm saying, because it's like, you know, it felt like a dream come true. You know,
0: and then Def Jam. You did your first deal at Def Jam. Now I saw you said that it, you never had like a really bad situation. No, right? I didn't. Financially, you know, artists have like these horror stories of yeah. I just gave up all my everything and signed yeah. this deal and it was terrible. But you said yours wasn't that bad.
6: Well, no. Well, first of all, you have to remember Def Jam was Def Jam Productions, and they had a song called It's Yours. I was the first artist on Def Jam, mm-hmm. so we started the label. Russell and Rick started the label, and we we went and did this 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 song. I need a beat. Um, that ad rock from the Beastie Boys, he made the beat. And um, Rick produced, you know, everything else around it. And Jazzy J did the scratching and all of that. And it kind of just went to a whole nother level. Um, but no, I didn't have a bad deal. Like, mm-hmm. I've, you know, like I ended up in a great place, you know what I'm saying? But that's just because, you know, Russell was an honest dude and mm-hmm. Rick was a real dude. And, you know, and then late, many years later with Leo, I made a deal and got my catalog back. Whoop, and whoop. so, so the whole, <laughs> the whole thing kind of worked out for me. You know what I'm saying? Like, but I'm just thankful for that. Yeah, you know that, what I'm that's
0: amazing. Yeah. And I see you had a lot of, uh, of great business decisions. Was that something that was implemented you, like in, in you with your family? Cause nah. sometimes it's like your family might have businesses or no <laughs> yeah, things. And they're like, nah, you got to do it like this.
6: Nah, nah. For me, it was trial and error and being curious. Mm-hmm. You know, it was, uh, really just about like staying curious. And what I did was, um. I pay attention to people in front of me and behind me. You know what I'm saying? So in other words, like, I, you know, like, I, I always learn. One thing I knew earlier is that you can learn something from anybody. You know, if a homeless dude tell you don't do push-ups in traffic, you should probably listen. <laughs> not say, oh, he's homeless, so I'm not listening to that. What right. does he know? <laughs> and we have a tendency to, um, uh, you know, like, people have a tendency to only want to listen to people if they think they're successful. Mm. That's a mistake. Right. You know what I'm saying? You can learn because, something for anyone. Yes, you can. And they may not be. They may, you know, you know, you just got to know what to listen to. You know what I'm saying? Um, if you're trying to climb a tree, you should, You probably shouldn't talk to a fish. You know what I mean? <laughs> so you got to know who you're talking to and wh- what you're talking about. Right. That being said, um, yeah, it's just you know, the business thing. Kind of intuitively, I just went after certain things, and you know, trial and error made some mistakes, bumps and bruises along the way. You know what I'm saying? But. It all worked out. And
0: you know what else I realized about you, too, now that I put everything back into perspective, right? So doing songs, like, everybody always used to be like, I need to do an I Need Love song. You know, every hip-hop artist at some point felt like they needed one of those, like, songs for the ladies that was, like, a deep, heartfelt song. Did you have any idea what type of impact that was going to have, and did you think it would be risky to put something like that out when you did it?
6: Well, I never paid attention to risk. You, You can't, you can't, if you're an artist, you can't, like you risk should be attractive to you mm-hmm. as an artist. You know what I mean? Now, you know, that's not like business adventure investments. All of those things are different, but as an artist, you know, I, I never cared about risk. So when I made a love song, I just made it. Cause that's what I wanted to make. It didn't matter if somebody felt like if I, if like someone needed to judge me a certain way, I wanted to, Like change my brand a certain way in there. Like I didn't care about that. All I cared about was being true to who I am as an artist. And that's all I still care about is like creating stuff that really speaks to where I'm at at that point in my life Mm -hmm. and, and, and really presenting it to the world in a way that I feel is, you know, exciting. You know, what you mean?
0: can do it I Need Love, but then uh, the next minute you want to knock someone out. You yeah,
6: know what I mean? <laughs> well, that but we all have different <laughs> all sides, have right? <laughs> we all have different sides, right?
0: You ain't gonna just be one person. You now, know what I'm saying? You, what made you write that? What was going on? I'm knock. Mama said knock you uh, out.
6: So that record came <laughs> off. That was me coming off. See, I had when I did um a Walking with a Panther, <laughs> mm-hmm. um the album cover and and all of that. That was a time when I introduced a lot of diamonds and. Ice and jewelry and...
0: Champagne. Yeah, and all of that.
6: <laughs> like, I really brought a lot of that to the world, to the world of hip-hop. You know, I've be, been uptown a lot. I've you know, hanging on a lot of dudes uptown. And 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 that was just what I was doing every day, my, for what my friends did. And it kind of rubbed off on me. And so, you know, I presented that in my music, presented that to the world. Well, I got a lot of backlash at that time because mm-hmm. that didn't become popular to maybe 10 years later or seven, eight years later. It, right. it, it ended up getting popular later. So when I initially did it, it was like, <laughs> you know, it was like, oh, you, you you're doing this, you think you this, you think you that." So the knock you out record was about showing people that, just because I made this celebratory album, Panther, doesn't mean that I can't do other things.
0: Right, I'll knock out so, with this battle.
6: Yeah, well, well, no, no I'm I'm I'm, <laughs> with the spirit, yeah, that too. We could do that too, but you know, that's a lot of stitches. But um, <laughs> no, that's a lot of stitches in the back of the head. But um, uh, but it definitely was just about like just showing people what I'm capable of. It's just like with the new record that I worked on. You mm-hmm. know, it's um, Force. yeah, the the album. I'm oh, talking the about album. the whole the whole record, mm-hmm. like not just the song. Mm-hmm. Um, but that whole record is it's, you know. I just wanna show people what's possible. You know? I tried
0: to call Q tip about that too, right before you got here. Mm-hmm. I was like, all right, LL's coming up here. I need some, you know, I was trying to get some details. And he was so tight lipped, he was like, It's done.
6: Yo, it's done. That's Not, all he would tell me. Yo, the record is done and it's um I think it's I think he did a, an amazing job. I think he's a brilliant dude. And mm-hmm. I think um I think people are gonna be, you know, they're gonna enjoy it when they hear it. I believe they will.
0: How did that conversation even happen with you and Q-Tip to decide? All right, let's do this album together. I want you to executive produce. All
6: right. So the real story is that um, I had I started off. I did about thirty or forty songs with Dr. Dre, mm-hmm. and um, in doing those songs, I felt like the music was amazing. What Dre was bringing to the table was super dope. But I felt like the writing, what I was bringing to these songs, it didn't feel strong enough to me. It didn't feel like I didn't feel like I was expressing. I was getting out of me what I was feeling. Mm-hmm. In in my mind, I, you know, I just wasn't the thoughts. I wasn't. It wasn't. I didn't feel like it was written properly. Okay. So so I took a pause. Me and Dre just kind of paused for a minute, and I ended up having a dream. You know what I'm saying? And in this dream, Fife Dog from from um, a tribe called Quest came to me. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm funny with all that. I follow all these yeah. types of things. So when 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 he, when he came to me in a dream, he's like, "Yo, that that album you're gonna do with Dre is gonna be dope." And I'm looking at him, but he's like smirking a little bit, like he had a funny look on his mm-hmm. face, and I'm like. Well, why are you looking like that? It was, and then, so he just had that Cheshire Cat grin. So finally, you know, I fell asleep, whatever, woke up. And then over the course of a day or two, I just felt like, you know, Q-Tip was on my spirit. Mm-hmm. Like, yo, I should, so I just called him. He picked up on the first, first um, ring. He's like, yo, what up? Big bro, what up? I'm like, yo, i want to do an album, man. He's like, well, what you want to do? I said, I just want some pickle juice, hot sauce. You know what I'm saying? I just wanted, like, the most flavorful, most, you know, and, um you know, we went and did the record and then the rest is history. And so so the music I have to speak for itself.
0: So you really live, breathe, sleep, and dream (laughs) hip-hop.
6: There's no question about that. (laughs) I mean, there's no question about that. I mean, I've been a a fan since I was eight or nine, grew up in it. At 16, I turned professional. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. What was
0: it like going out on the road like that at such a young age? Because it's not like today where you could see uh and have access to know like certain information. You're learning <laughs> as you go along. Hip hop was also really young, but you were a huge megastar at a young age yeah. going on the road. How was
6: that? I mean it was it was amazing. It was amazing. It was like, you know, instead of the prom I went on tour. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's yeah, a, a big difference it's a <laughs> huge difference you know what I'm saying I've never been to a prom
0: what did so what did you learn, like did you okay so who was your road manager at the time
6: um initially it was just my my man co creator would go get the money mm-hmm. like it was no road manager okay that all that came later and you always got your money most of the time okay. yeah yeah we most of the time we got it you know sometimes we had some <laughs> issues every now and then we had but most of the time we did all right and then as things got more organized,
0: what was that experience like
6: um it just got more uh It just got bigger Mm -hmm. and it got crazier and it was just more money and more fun and you know then it became um, you know the decisions become like more crucial and more important Um, you know because but you also got to mature with that see see, there's two ways to play it right you could play the finite game or you could play the infinite game if you play the finite game then you're only about winning today and it's going to be what it's going to be. If you play the infinite game, then you're thinking about how it's going to impact the world and how it's going to impact your life long term and what what you're doing and what it's going to mean a thousand years from now. Mm -hmm. So it's up to you. You know what I'm saying? Um, For me at that time, most of the time, I was kind of just going with my intuition. So luckily that just, that's the infinite game by default. I ain't know no better. But when you go with your intuition, even though you might break some, you know, step on some toes, ultimately you end up in the right place. Because I mean, I mean, the fact that we sitting here talking says I did something right. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, you know, you know, that's, you know.
0: And even being in all these different genres, it's like timing wise, the fact that NCIS, right, you just taped the last episode of that, but now you're embarking on this.
3: I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet.
5: Apple
2: Podcasts, or wherever
0: you get your
5: podcasts. That's
6: right. It's
0: kind of like everything <laughs> lined up properly, though, so you could focus more on one thing.
6: It's beautiful. I mean, I'm very thankful about the timing. Um, it's just like, um, you know, um, it's it's an amazing feeling. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying?
0: What made you decide now, like, back to arena? Because that's a long time to take off from doing arena tours. 30 years?
6: Yeah.
0: I mean, and you could have been doing this. So what made you not do it? I know you did other shows and you did, but what made you say? Because you could have been doing this for quite some time.
6: Just, so, just busy. One mm-hmm. thing I learned early on is don't limit yourself. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, try different things. You know, I, you know, when you, like, I had ten platinum albums in a row. Mm-hmm. I didn't, you know, I, you know, it was like. I wanted to try something else. You know and what yet. I mean? So I'm being honest, <laughs> yeah, right? So, yeah. so I said I'm going to try something else. So then I went and I said, okay, let me try TV, and we get we do a 14 year run. I thought it was going to last two years. You didn't know. I didn't know it was going to last <laughs> 14 years. But I'm not going to quit and leave these people hanging, right? Because I want to, you know, because my I want to do my my music career. I had to like just commit to that mm-hmm. and give that love because I said I was going to do it. If I say I'm going to do something, I do it. Right. So I I committed. Once I was done with that, I did the 14 years. Now, let's get to it. And let's see what's happening. You know what I mean?
0: <laughs> so is Rock the Bells your favorite song? I have to ask you that because obviously no. you have the whole Rock the Bells franchise. No, it's not my franchise. favorite song. So I'm like, this got to be like, I mean, the way it starts, I think, is iconic. It is. Right? The way that it just comes in. But I'm like, is this his?
6: No, it's not my favorite song. What that's about is, look, I, the, real, the real thing about that is a long time ago, those guys were running around with the Rock the Bells tour. Mm-hmm. And um, I've been to some of them. Yeah. <laughs> and th- which is fine. Yeah. Which is fine. And I was OK with it a uh-huh. little bit for a minute. And then one day they called me up and tried to offer me. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I uh, 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 feed it. I, I, I like I was staring at the phone, looking at it. I said, so you running around with my IP mm-hmm. and then you call me with that. Let me get that back. Ooh, if you they gotta run just that kept back. quiet, maybe it would have yeah, just yeah, kept yeah. Yeah, you got to run that back. So I went, I just took it back. Mm-hmm. And then um, once I, you know, I took it because I thought it was, what it was doing was good for hip-hop. So that's why I didn't have a problem with it because I like things to be great for hip-hop culture. That's how I am. So right. they could have used it, but when they when when it started getting ran down and then they came to me with these offers and I didn't like, I said, you know what, let me get it back. So I took it and then I, you know, turned it into what it is now. So now right. it's content, it's commerce, it's experiences, it's Lifting up all of these, you know, these different artists. There's been this huge resurgence yes. in timeless artists. And, you know, Rock the Bells, the team at Rock the Bells is l- hugely responsible, largely for a lot of this big resurgence that we're feeling in this 50 years of hip hop. Like, you know, before, you know, the team at Rock the Bells were doing what they were doing and everybody was working hard. It was like people didn't even want to stand next to certain people. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, I'm embarrassed. Oh, I gotta pretend I'm 14 forever. Or oh, like, I have, right. no I don't have to do that. You don't. You know what I'm saying? Because if Bono can be who he is and Tom Cruise can be who he is, and and you know, and Mick Jagger can be who he is, then LL Cool J can be who he is. I don't have to like stand next to anybody else to appear to be something else. Like, yeah, hip hop is growing
0: up. It's not It's okay. Yeah, it's fine for it's that okay. to happen.
6: I'm good with that. So that's how I kind of approached it, you know what I'm saying? So now, I look at it and I look at the way the artists are being treated, I look at the success, I look at the resurgence, I look at all the shows they're doing, that makes me feel amazing. And I love the fact that it's cross-generational. So when we do the Grammys, it's like, you know what? Get Lil Baby, get Glorilla, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Get Lil Uzi, let's, um, you know, question. 50 quest... years of hip hop, yeah, let's celebrate. It's, all... for, it's for all the generations. That's the beauty of it, right? So, like, I want to see guys like Favio succeed and I want to see these different artists do well. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I think it's great when, addition, they sampl-
0: when they sample some of the, because it makes people really go back and be like, oh, this is where this came from. It and does. I think that's amazing when it people is. do that, too. It is.
6: Yeah. I mean, it's samples of samples of samples. It's, right. It's crazy. Because it doesn't bother you when people sample your music. As long as I like the song. <laughs> As long as I like the song. If I don't like the song, I'm not gonna clear. Get out of
0: here. Okay. Uh, it depends because you know <laughs>
6: some people I don't like hating on guys. I don't like I don't <laughs> like interrupting people's creativity mm-hmm. by blocking clearances. I don't really do that a lot. I'd have to really not like the rec song to do that. But other than that, I try to I try to be good about that because right. I will, I want to treat people the way I want to be treated. Right. You know. So when guys do records and they send them to me, most most of the time I clear them. Sometimes. I and think.
0: you also speaking of fifty years of hip hop, which yeah. is amazing, is fifty years old. But you also have a book coming out.
6: Oh yeah, yeah. So um I have a book. Um it's uh it's the uh, the Streets Win. It's called The Stre- LL Cool J Presents The Streets Win mm-hmm. uh, 50 Years of Hip Hop Greatness. And what I have is I have essays from all of the the different people in hip hop over the years. So everybody from Dr. Dre to to a Mary J Blige from a Snoop Dogg to an Eminem <laughs> to a you know like all of the different different art Q-Tip, you know, just different acts, you know, Funk Flex, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Different people are all involved in this in this um In this book, because, and it's all essays, so it's straight from the horse's mouth. Why is that important? Because 100, 200, 300, 400, 1,000 years from now, those stories and that narrative is correct. So you can't create a fake Mount Rushmore based on chart, who topped the chart last week. Right, right. You know, because it's kind of like, you know, the music business and hip hop is kind of like, I got you last. So it's like, oh, whoever had the hottest record for the last two years, they the man. Like, no, it doesn't quite work yeah, doesn't like work that. Like That's that. not how it works. <laughs> you know, it, it's it's about who had impact on the game and who did different things in, in different ways with different people. Because there's no rule that says that one person has to be the one. It's about who people like and who, who makes people, you know, this guy might have a song that wasn't even a single, it was an album cut, but this guy was sitting in a cell or this girl was going through something with her mom and, and that song that. meant everything to them. Mm-hmm. That's what art is about, right? So this book is essays all from these different artists speaking directly to the people, Nas, you know, different people talking about, you know, hip hop and talking about hip hop culture, how they started, what they love, what they don't like. So I got the real stories in this book. So every family, if you're a hip hop fan, every family should own that book because it's a piece of history. And people have to remember that, you know, this is 50 years of hip hop and the things I'm doing. This is history. It's not normal. Mm-hmm. So you shouldn't you shouldn't take it lightly because 20 30 40 years from now you're going to remember these moments. So you got to you got to remember that.
0: And it coincides <laughs> great with this tour that you have.
6: Yeah, the force the tour, the tour is um I think really special. I think uh mm-hmm. what we did on the Grammys inspired me to want to go on the road again and um you know so I have the roots with me, DJ Jazzy Jeff and DJ Z Trip. Mm-hmm. You know, and you know like, Legendary you know, already, uh, it's crazy, and then we're gonna have all these unbelievable curated experiences based on the market.
0: Man, I love the fact that you Salt and Pepper. When I was coming up, that was my favorite group.
6: Yeah, yeah, Salt and Pepper's amazing. And
0: I, when I interviewed yeah. them, I was really fanning out because I was sitting back like, I can't believe I'm talking to Salt and Pepper. You could have never <laughs> told me as a kid, but I think as a woman, seeing them doing what they did, and seeing like a Roxanne Shante and an MC Light and Moni Love, I love, and I know she has a show now on Rock yeah, the Bell too. Yeah, she too. has a new show, and I think she's so talented at what she. She does but sometimes she doesn't realize how iconic she is like when you've done something i don't think people understand the impact like you said earlier that you have on people
6: well self-awareness is is a part of life right like being self-aware and understanding where you are like <laughs> so funny you know when you're in a hotel if you look behind the door there's a little map it says you are here at least that's what you know and you look and that tells you where you're at in relation to the exit you have to be self-aware you have to be aware where you're at in life and understand that however you have to be able to do it with humility mm-hmm. and not get caught up and not get so arrogant that you you end up like um making a huge misstep. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, and, and playing yourself. Right. You know what I mean? Right.
0: Yeah, I think it's good that we also have a chance to hear some of these stories now. Because I think yeah. as hip-hop is growing up and some of the artists that we might have grew up listening to who are still out here working, now they're going and telling their stories. But some of them, you're like, oh, damn, I don't know if that was... Because when you're telling your <laughs> stories, sometimes you're telling other people's stories, too. Well, I mean, you, you know? got to hard. And that's a hard balance. Cause... It ain't
6: really a hard balance at all. <laughs> don't put no names in it.
0: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
6: Don't <laughs> right. put no names in it. Names, I'm telling but... the whole story. It just ain't no names in the joint. Like, you know
0: does, what it, mean? does it bother you if people have some LL stories and they put you I mean it is what it is okay. what like, books, I mean, It is what it is. It's going to be what it's going to be. You're like, I put out books. It's fine. It
6: is what it is. No, ain't nothing fine, but it, it is what it is. I so I'm like everybody else. Don't tell on me either. You know what I mean? <laughs> I ain't volunteering to get snitched on. But uh, nah, I mean, the stories are what the stories are. I mean, yeah, we yeah. all live life. You know what I'm saying? We all live life.
0: How much do you think it helps you to get married? At a young age, too. Because that probably Helps kept you, you out what? of a lot of. Like, probably. I Helps mean, I, what? I read your book, so I know you're. But I'm saying. <laughs> but Helps as far what? as being more grounded and like, right. you know, because I feel like you could have been way wilder. <laughs> For real, a little while, but you could have been way could worse. Could I have been? All right, you um, was kind of, you was kind of bad in the in nah, your, in your own words in your book.
6: Nah, but, nah, nah. But I'm was, just
0: saying, it does. I think family does sometimes make you feel a little bit more responsible.
6: Definitely. I look, look, look. You know, listen. I mean, everybody <laughs> got their own way of doing things. But <laughs> i you know, my life. In my life, I was always about quality,
0: mm-hmm.
6: not quantity. Okay. You know what I mean? So. You know, to each his own. <laughs>
0: your leg's shaking. I don't know. You yeah, I'm know. nervous. Okay. <laughs> I'm
6: extremely nervous. You make me very nervous <laughs> Why? with I these just... questions. I'm ve- well, I am mean, very no, I'm shaking in my boots over w- here.
0: What I was getting to was you <laughs> do have four children, yes. right? And so one of your, your daughters, is, is she an artist now?
6: One, she's a songwriter. She's a songwriter. She just graduated okay. from the um, um, College of, um, Berkeley College of Music. How do you feel yeah.
0: about her being in the music business? Is that? A... I
6: think it's amazing. Okay. I think it's amazing. It's. It's what she wants, right? You know what I'm saying. You talk about family keeping you grounded. I mean, the real question, the real answer, the honest answer is that you got to take care of your family. Mm-hmm. And um, no, nobody's perfect. We all know that, right? But that's what guys well, say. When you're it's young. the yeah. truth. I mean, I, you know, <laughs> I, I can say, I, no, 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 you're not, no, you're not. But I'm playing with you. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, but you gotta, you know, like you gotta take care of your family and make sure that everybody's right mm-hmm. and everybody's straight. Right. And that's what I've always done. So with the kids. I'm just happy she her dream came true. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's like I want to make their their dreams a reality. So what I try to do with my family and my kids and all of them, even with Simone, is just be a facilitator of dreams. She wanted to do her jewelry line.
0: I love her jewelry yeah, line. I, I'm I, not going to lie. It's her and Mary J. Blige. Yeah, they rocking. Every I, time I wear their stuff, people come up to me. Every time I wear Simone's stuff, and they'll be like, where would you get those errands from? It's really I know you don't care about that, but it's great quality.
6: Good. It I is. like, I'm about like, the quality. Yeah,
0: no, I'm it a... is, because sometimes you can have earrings and they'll like break when you uh, do the clasp and all. Hers last forever.
6: Yeah, Simone, you know, she's really good about that. She loved earrings. And they be
0: selling out everywhere. It's hard she to She does
6: well. Yeah, she's she doing her thing. <laughs> Listen, I, I'm, I'm, I'm happy for, you know, how huh? Mary They're working hard on that mm-hmm. and really putting a lot of work into that jewelry and it's going well for them. So I
0: be seeing it on power book too all the time. Yeah. Yeah. She's rocking. I'm like, she's Mary be having them errands on, don't yeah, she? She's
6: rocking, rocking. So all the kids, all the kids are happy. My, my daughter Samaria, she has a denim line, mm-hmm. which does well. Um, you know, my son, he works at rock the bells. Right. Um, See, and, the, it's a,
0: and you kind of instilled both. Both of you guys instilled that in your kids, like that creativity.
6: Yeah, if, yeah. I just want them to I, look. My thing is make a contribution to the world. Make a contribution to the world. Make an impact on the world. You know, I, I, you know, when I was saying something to somebody, I just got some news about um somebody who had passed away that was well known, and um we would me and my man were talking about how how great of a person he was and uh-huh. how much of a man he was. And what I said to my man and while we were in the mid-conversation, I said, you see, we didn't talk about his bank account? Right. So what does that tell you? That tells you that you gotta make an impact on the world
4: mm-hmm.
6: with with the things that you do. Like, the, the money stuff, th- that can cloud your vision. It's nothing wrong with it. Don't get me wrong. I've always been about getting money. You can do great
0: things for people with money, too. No question. I'm very
6: entrepreneurial. Always been about getting paid. And philanthropic. 100%. Yes. I promise you. However, I just want to just caution people. Remember, that's not what you talk about. Mm -hmm. Nobody talks about Ali's bank account. Right. They don't talk about Miles Davis' bank account. We like it when you're alive. It is fun. It's nice to shop. It's fun to get it all. I know. But nobody talks about that when you're gone. So you have to make an impact. And the impact you make has to be greater than just a dollar.
0: I said that when Harry Belafonte passed. And also Michael K. Williams when he died. And everybody was talking about... How great of a person he was! It wasn't even famous people. It was you know just people who knew him, came across him, and they were like, he was amazing when I met him.
6: So when you when you're Mm -hmm. on this radio and when you're building your show and when you as you're showing the the younger girls and yourself, even younger, you know what's possible. That's what this is about. It's not only about your contract. That and you know I got my solo deal after I came off the big show and I've worked it and all. It's not just about that. It's about what these little girls see when they look at the show, listen to the show or watch the podcast and all of that. It's about all of that. You feel me? Yeah,
0: no, so, I yeah, definitely yeah, totally yeah. agree with yeah. you. Yeah. And then I think for you, just what you're trying to do is cement the legacy of hip-hop and document these 50 years. Yeah. I feel like the book is doing that, the tour is doing that. Now you're back on Def Jam.
6: Yeah, yeah, I'm doing this album. This album, um... Because
0: I seen the teens in the room. So, yeah, yeah, <laughs> the, the
6: Def Jam. See, the album is fun because, because you know, hip-hop, 50 is very young in the, in real years when you look at a genre and you look at the world. You know, 50 sounds like a lot of time when you're 15, but that's different from in the real scheme of things. Mm-hmm. It's very young in terms as a genre and as an art form. It's 50 years. It's only 50 years, yeah. right? So So it's like what we haven't seen is an artist who can be there from the beginning or early on do something at another point in time and have a real significant impact creatively. And I want to show people what's possible creatively. That's why when I talk about James Cameron doing Avatar, when I talk about Spielberg doing films and Tom Cruise, the reason why I bring these guys up is because they're able to focus on to present their craft at a high level over multiple decades and years. Mm -hmm. And I want to show people with this force record that I did with Q-Tip, what's possible creatively so that artists can stop pretending that they want to retire when, in reality, they're mm-hmm. just afraid that they don't know because they don't know what to do next. Right. So, so they they get afraid, and oh, I think I might retire. No, you want to feel loved, and you want to feel you want to feel like people want you to continue because you don't know what to do mm-hmm. because you're scared now because you've reached this this point and you don't know it. You've seen a thing something change over there, and the generational change and it's made you a little nervous, and you're like not sure what to do. What you have to do is be yourself.
0: You know what's not easy, too? Everybody having access to have something to say. You know, because think about when you first came out, you had to wait for an article to come out. You had to do an interview. And then, you know, a couple months later, it comes out. You get to read the reviews. You don't know what people are saying until, you know, something's already done. And usually the people that are saying those things are journalists or people who are Mm -hmm. really critics.
6: And let let me—so— Go ahead. You was gonna say. But
0: me. there's a good and a bad side to that, right? Because you can get responses right away. They could be negative or positive. But sometimes it's a lot to take
6: in. Well, you're right. I'll just I'll just say this to you. See, those responses only weigh heavy on you when you don't really really love what you did. When you did something and you were guessing, mm-hmm. and you like you have a lot of artists, right? They make songs or they make music and they hope, they think, I think people will like this. This is the wave. You think they'll like, I think they'll like this. That's how they create. Right. They create in the space of, I think they'll like this. So what happens is, is when people don't like it, they're terribly disappointed because they were, they, they were, they were wrong. When you create from the heart, mm-hmm. there is no wrong. Right. It doesn't matter to me if you tell me you don't like it because me and Q tip <laughs> it. In, because I love it. Yeah. <laughs> so it doesn't really matter to me whether you like it or not. Because it's true. Like what? now let's go back. Let's rewind again. You mentioned I need love. Mm-hmm. I had dudes some, oh, this Christmas music. Yo, BL, oh, you can't do yo talk. Come <laughs> on, man. You can't do this. You gotta keep the I'm bad. You gotta do. This is what I'm doing. So it didn't matter to me. So that's where you have, that's why, that's the difference between being an artist for real and being a creator of music Mm -hmm. just for mass consumption.
0: Right. And it was great for you. You were able to jump into all different types of, of, I guess, moods or uh, not necessarily genres, but you could do a song like with boys to men.
6: Yeah. Versatile.
0: Right. And then you can right. do a song like I'm that type of guy or right. do, and just all over the place, get your right. head sprung. That's right. And then you introduce us to Foxy Brown.
6: Yeah. And DMX
0: and DMX. Yeah, yeah. Let's not forget that. Yeah. And, and you know what the thing is? It's like, I remember with, when that first I shot to me, when that came yo. out, I just got to say this people thought at first they were, they thought cause she was so hard. They thought it was like a a, a boy. young boy.
6: Yeah. <laughs> I know. I when know. that first
0: came out. And we were excited when we realized, no, that's a woman. That's, that's Fox Foxy Boogie. Brown. Yeah. yeah,
6: yeah. Fox is amazing. Shout out to Foxy. Um I hope she does some music and comes out. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, during this whole celebratory time. Oh, are yeah. trying
0: to get her to come out? I think she should.
6: Yeah, I think, I she, think should. she should. You gotta
0: stop at the Barclays. I think that would be you know legendary. Know I d mean?
6: I, I don't see why she wouldn't. Okay. Come on out. All I right. mean, yo, the Barclays, we're gonna be at the Barclays <laughs> June twenty seventh. We're gonna be at Prudential Center. Um on June 28th.
0: I love that you know the dates off the top of your head. Cause... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, so go ahead. Finish yeah, no, said.
6: that's what I... So, no, I think what you're saying is right. You know, you just got to love what you do, though. You got to mm-hmm. really love it, man. And then people... When people know that you're not pretending, it's different. It's different when you're not pretending. Right. When it's not an act. Yeah. Like, when you're really writing from the soul and you're really making stuff that's creative. Yeah, you pay attention to Sonics. Like... Me and Tip, like, I, my thing was, I don't want to do anything that sounds like what I did before, and I don't want to do anything that sounds like what's going on now. That's the rules. <laughs> now everything else, we, let's just have some fun with it. All right. You know what I mean? So, are you like, going
0: to have guest? Are there guest appearances? Yeah, I know yeah. that it's done. There's some
6: guest appearances on the album Can you for give show. us
0: anything? A little something, something. I mean, it's
6: floating out there. It's floating out there. It's floating around out there. I don't want to say it because Q Tip gets mad. Oh, big bro, we gotta. We might be able to get past you saying that, big bro. <laughs> you know, he starts with his. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, sub sub <laughs> You know what I mean? But um, yeah, we got some joints. I got, I got. Look, I got some real. It's it's gonna be heavy. Are
0: you documenting this tour?
6: Yes, okay. yes. I'll be filming everything, and um, it's all a movie. It's all history.
0: Well, I think we got to make it to the Barclays. You
6: definitely got to come down. Yeah, she said yes. You got to <laughs> come down. Because this
0: is honestly, this is like my type of tour. I'm really
6: excited to come. You got to come down and just enjoy So, tell it. us
0: some of the um, other people that are on the road with you guys. I know so, it's Bone Thugs, De La Soul. Yeah,
6: we got. I got Common in, in mm-hmm. Chicago. I got yeah Bone Thugs. I got Ice T doing some dates. Ooh. I got Queen Latifah. I you got, got Salt some people and Pepper popping out. That don't pop pepper. out. Yeah, I got Redman and Method Man. I got uh <laughs> uh so many different artists. Like it's it's gonna be amazing. You yeah. see. Okay. I'm telling you, people listen. It's it, the the key to everything I'm doing is it's not about LL. It's about the culture. I'm you know, I have a line on one of the songs I said, back to elevate the culture, that's my only motive. That like that's true. You know what I'm saying? That's really true. So when you come to these shows, you know, I got MC Light on some shows. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's gonna be a nice, it's gonna be a vibe. You know what I'm saying? It's gonna be I got Jada Kiss on some shows. Who do you fan out over ever? Like, when was the last
0: time you was, like, excited? (laughs) Like, I can't believe I...
6: I can't believe I?
0: No, like, I can't believe I just met this person. Like, do you ever fan out? Because you've met everybody at this point. But is there anybody that (laughs) you've gotten excited over? Um...
6: I mean, I I remember like maybe a few, of quite a few years ago, I met Meryl Streep, and I was like, oh, I'm excited <laughs> to meet Meryl Streep. He's like, random. Said, person, that's that's yeah. exciting. Yeah, I said,
0: oh, Meryl Streep, <laughs> this is exciting.
6: I felt I felt a little, you know what I mean? Yeah. I felt excited.
0: Somebody you don't just run yeah, into. Yeah, I was
6: excited. Okay. But a lot of my heroes, you know, a lot of my heroes are my friends. Yeah, you know what I mean? So you know, like I'm friends with Denzel. You know what I'm saying? But I still love his work. But yeah. he's my man. You know what I'm saying? So that's a little different. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? But like when I look at like you know, I love to just see people succeed and win. Um, I'm absolutely the dude that like I give it up at the concerts. Mm-hmm. I give it up when people are on TV, I'm clapping, I'm dancing, I'm not like I don't I'm not I don't do the too good to, the to be not, too cool. Cool. not yeah. too cool for school and all that. You what know was what your saying? first
0: concert you ever went to? Ever?
6: Yeah. Oh man, my first concert, you had the crash crew sequence, flashing them. You know what <laughs> I'm saying? Like and that was a shootout. On top of that, I had Whoa. to run up under the stage. I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. One of those mm-hmm. things where everybody started running
0: and
5: you got to yeah, run. Yo,
6: when they started, oh yeah, I jumped over. I got over the barricade, went on the stage. I was like looking at the stage like I'm going to be this on the stage one day. <laughs> I'm touching the bottom of the stage looking up. People are screaming and I'm just looking up at the bottom of the stage like one day I'm going to be on the stage. This is literally what I'm doing. This feels like you the know, beginning know, of the movie. It was crazy. It was crazy. This, it was the craziest moment. I feel like
0: there's an LL Cool J movie coming. I don't know. It
6: could be. I could definitely, you know, I've I've had people, you know, Michael Bivins. Always bugs me to, yo, yo, that's my man, too. He like, yo, you got to do a movie. You do. Yo, bro, you got to do it. I You know, I, I definitely think about it. You know what I'm saying? I definitely been thinking about doing one um, or a series around my life. I think people would. But I, first thing I want to do is uh get this record out there because I want to show people what's possible.
0: Okay, so when know? is it coming out? Let's put a date on it.
6: <laughs> yeah, I don't want to put a date on it. I don't <laughs> want to put a date on it.
0: Okay. Yet. But it's coming this year. All right.
6: It's coming this year, though.
0: All right. So it's a, some sometime this year. Sometime. No sure. question. A for fact, sure. That's because we're going to run, no, back yeah, no, no, no. run it back. Yeah, no, no, no. Run it back. Yeah,
6: absolutely. Run right. that back.
0: All right. Well, LL Cool J, thank you so much. This is our first time sitting down having a conversation. I hope we do it again.
6: We will do I it again. I know you're
0: super busy running around, but we'll productive. be there at the Barclays.
6: Productive. All right.
0: Yeah. Appreciate productive. You. Thank you. I
6: appreciate you. <laughs> no doubt.